Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Mike Rowe here with a few thoughts on my favorite sweatshirt, a classic zip-up hoodie that used to be navy blue but has since faded to what the fashionistas call a distressed indigo. It's 13 years old, soft as a flannel bathrobe, and after a few hundred dirty jobs, demonstrably and undeniably indestructible. This is the kind of sweatshirt girlfriends like to permanently borrow, but I've held on to this one because I got it from American Giant. American Giant makes all their stuff right here in the USA so they can control every link in their own supply chain. That matters because when you buy American Giant, you not only get great quality, you create jobs for people in factory towns all over the country. No pressure, but if you give a damn about the business of making things in America, you got to support the companies who are doing it right. Go to American-Giant.com Mike to get 20% off your first order. That's American-Giant.com Mike. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. Let's bring in Kaylee Humphreys now, just coming off a gold medal performance in Beijing. Because you guys train so hard. What's next for you, do you think? You got another a fifth Olympics in you, or what's what's the plan? I do. I'm going to continue. <laughs> um, do one more. I mean, I feel like I'm just getting started with Team USA. I don't feel like I'm done. I'm going to continue for another four years, and then 2026 will be my last. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Mm, how about that? What an interview that was Thursday with Kaylee Humphreys. Woo! My phone's still smoking over that one. Happy Football Friday, everybody. Welcome to the RP Show. We continue to broadcast live from Great Eagle Resort and Casino. It is episode number 709 of your favorite daytime sports and entertainment talk show. This is the warm-up, and boy, do we have a lot of special treats for you today, plus some surprises as well, which we're going to get to right out of the gate here. We've got a member of football's first family. He's in the house. Mark Mueller is here. He can't stifle a smile over there. Ron Lancaster's grandson, Larry Mueller's son, right? Lana Mueller's son, Mark Mueller, is here from the Calgary Stampeders. He's one of the Stampeders coaching staff. And Mark Killam is going to be joining us as well coming up in hour two. We've got Stephen Stamp. That's his real name, NLL Lacrosse Insider, going to be joining us later on in hour two, and a special guest right out of the gate. As a matter of fact, before we get to the quick six show topics and all the rest, let's bring her in now. Daniela Ponticelli, she is, she's got a vast resume, and she's here filling in for the Moose, who's driving right now to the Queen City to broadcast the Regina Pats Red Deer Rebels tonight. So we switched roles. Daniela's here to broadcast the U of S Huskies, U of C Dinos female hockey game tonight. How are you doing, Daniela? Oh, I'm doing great. Yeah, this is, uh, it's great to be back in Calgary. We were here to end the first half of the season, so just before the Christmas break, and now coming back, and it's, it's going to be uh, an exciting series. Oh, yeah. Well, here's the fun thing that I, I was saying to Daniela before we went there. She knows the show. She's familiar with what we do. But I said, I do these quick six show topics off the top. 
if there's anything that gravitates with you there, just raise your hand. Otherwise, I'm just going to fly through them. Guess okay. what I do with moose? So you can do the same. But, be, but I want our viewers to know this. And I told her this before the air, before we went there. I admire her drive from the moment I met her. I've admired her energy. We first met at a rush game. You were doing the yeah. sidelines there. And I think it was one of the games that I was there as the ambassador. So you've done a lot. So maybe for those that haven't seen you, those outside the prairies, just tell the folks what you've been doing. Oh, gosh. So 2018, I jumped on board with the Saskatchewan Rush. I was their videographer, host, TV host. It was a wild, exciting time. Yeah. Uh, I mean, one of the highlights was going to do a whirlwind, like 24-hour trip, chartered flight down to Colorado and entertaining fans, like, just everything. So that was great. And then the next year, I would have met you, mm -hmm. uh, and I was doing um, the, the broadcast aspect of it so working more with br live back when that was a thing yeah bleacher report yeah and then the pandemic hit so <laughs> everything changed everything changed i i took a, a bit of a pause i went back to news mostly focused there and then through that kind of got back into working a little bit with some football stuff and sideline reporting there and then this huskies opportunity came up this summer yeah uh, this summer uh this fall and winter and it's just been a wild ride. It's so exciting. She's being humble. Canada West football <laughs> sidelines doing that. So you've been traveling through there. And then it was at a Huskies game where I went up when the Huskies hosted us and had Mike Babcock on the air. And I stayed for the game. And I'm roaming the concourse. And I stick my head in the booth. And you're doing the game. I'm like, she's <laughs> everywhere. She's working her ass off. And I admire that. So I wanted to tell you that. So oh, anyways, you, we'll, we'll kick around that series when we get through these quick six show topics here, but I want to introduce her to the viewers. And by the way, uh, the chat is open for anything you want to discuss there. If you're watching on YouTube, let it buck. And the text line, 902-518-3033. Pick up the phone and text RP. We'll put the number on the screen. Okay, Director Jordan, can you hit the quick six uh, show topic one, please? And thank you. So... Let's start with the National Hockey League and Thursday night one-timers. Ben Sherratt scored his second goal of the game, 103 into overtime to give Montreal a 5-4 victory at Calgary here at the Saddledome. Jeff Petrie, Nick Suzuki, and Mike Hoffman also scored for Montreal. And the Hamburglar made 30 saves. Can we get the guy some red, white, and blue pads, please? Evan Hammond, sorry, Andrew Hammond last night. Evan Hammond's the voice of the Port Alberni <laughs> Junior A team. He had green and white pads for God's sake. What was Junior B? No. It's a National Hockey League. Get him some pads that match. Anyways, they won. Uh, last in the Eastern Conference, the Canadiens improved to 6-4 and four under Martin Saint-Louis since he replaced Dominic Ducharme as coach on February the 9th. And I, hey, Daniela, what's your favorite sport? Oh. Is it hockey or is it lacrosse or football? Football. Or what? It's football? It's okay. Football. Yeah. Well, if you want to jump in on this, you can. <laughs> but I said... Here is the hockey gods, okay? And his grandfather's yes. a football god. Marks, you know that. <laughs> He's right here. <laughs> he knows it. Here's the hockey gods. We will let you, Calgary, tie the franchise record for home wins, but we're not going to let you break the record. You know, that's the gods for you. Yep. That's like Chris Milo, the rider kicker, when he tied Ridgeway with 28 consecutive field goals, and then when he went for the 29th, clank, that's the gods. And uh, so I've got Flames fans telling me, since last night's game, Rod, it's not hockey gods. It's the fact that the Flames couldn't stay out of the penalty box last night and Jacob Markstrom let in five goals. No, it's the hockey gods. I'm with you on that. <laughs> Are you? I am. I am one of those people. I, yeah. You believe? I do. Yeah. I do. I take it very seriously. <laughs> so do I. I often say, if you don't believe in that, what do you believe in? 
So anyways, there's that. And then the Flames told me last night that the, the press box was full. Uh, all, every NHL team's got scouts traveling. They're watching the Flames players live. We're coming up on the trade deadline. I get it. But I wasn't going to stay home and watch the game on TV and be that guy. So I paid $67. I thought that was actually pretty reasonable. And I got a ticket and I ran into this guy. Do you have the photo, Clark? Do you have it? The most famous... Oh, he doesn't have it. Never mind. I ran. I thought I thought we had it ready to go. And now he does. Okay. Throw it up on the screen if you don't mind. Ran into Lanny last night, the most famous mustache in Canada, Lanny McDonald. Lanny, myself, and uh, Chris Walby coming to Assiniboia on April the 9th to entertain you at the Sports Celebrity Dinner and Auction. So Lanny can't wait to come to Assiniboia. He's going to be down here at Great Eagle next week. Right here in the show, this Calgary sporting community has been so wonderful for us. So. It was a $67 photo, Daniela. I love it. Far it worth great. it. Very much worth it's it. It's a great selfie. Very good yeah. selfie. <laughs> Somebody wrote me on Facebook and said, you should smile more and smirk less. I'm like, you know what you should do? I know. Oh. It's also really not about you. It's about the other man. It's about the other guy who's even looking guy. at me. <laughs> right, Mark? You could just crop yourself out of the photo. But, I mean, you don't want to. Wait, what, would be, what would be the point? $67 photo. That's Six, amazing. It was, 65, it was worth it. It was so worth it. <laughs> so that was last. Moving on, Alex DeBrinket scored 223 into overtime in Chicago, beat Duncan Keith and the Oilers 4-3 with Edmonton star Leon Dreisaitl in the penalty box for tripping Caleb Jones in overtime. Kane set up DeBrinket for the winning one-timer. It was DeBrinket's 30th goal of the season. Evander Kane scored twice for Edmonton, who closed their roadie at 2-2-1. Came out yesterday that the Oilers have determined that their goaltending is fine. And they will not be acquiring a goaltender prior to the trade deadline, as reported by TSN Hockey Insider Chris Johnston. What I have to say about that is, may the Lord have mercy on their souls. <laughs> or at least the hockey. And what are you laughing about? You're from I'm Winnipeg. Just, and Kevin Cheveldayoff said the same thing yesterday. He comes out, if you saw the news conference, mm -hmm. or maybe it was on The Athletic. Uh, I think Pierre Lebron interviewed him and said, we like our team, we think we're going to be fine. And I say again... May the Lord have mercy on your soul. You're a Jets fan, obviously. They've got, yeah, they've got confidence. <laughs> what? I'm just saying. Football <laughs> is a game about confidence. I'm not sure hockey is as much about confidence as it is about talent. Yeah, talent and a little bit of appeasing the hockey gods. Though. And heart. Mm -hmm. Like I, the yes. Jets aren't playing, Daniela, the, the same as they had been. Right? Oh, I'm getting sidetracked here. So you're a football <laughs> fan. You're... She's blowing my mind today. No, no. What's it like being, well, I shouldn't assume you're a Blue Bomber fan being from No, Winnipeg. no, I'm not. No. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Who's I'm, your favorite I'm football team? i too much of my, uh, honestly, it's the Riders. And the reason why is when I moved to Saskatchewan about a decade ago, there was just something about the fan base and about the energy around the team that sucked me in fully. As a, as a fan. So that's not just to appease folks in Saskatchewan. Mm -hmm. I do genuinely mean that. Yeah. And it's not that I didn't enjoy the Bombers. Like, growing up, uh, I mean, obviously, I, I moved to Winnipeg from South Africa. My family's originally I didn't there. know that. Yeah. So I was a little 10-year-old, came to Canada, had never seen football, had never been part of that. And same with ice hockey. And you sort of just get exposed to it. So the Manitoba Moose played a big part in my love for hockey because that was an affordable thing that my family could take us to and we would go and enjoy those games. And then same with the Bombers games. I'll never forget the first time. I had no clue what the heck was going on, but this was exciting. Mm -hmm. I, my parents didn't even know what was going on. Nobody knew what was going on. But 
it was just it was fun and that sort of sucks you in and then as you get more exposed to it and then of course well, that's the way it's supposed to work that's exactly. what we want looking at it from our side what nationality do you identify yourself as what do you say I thought it was Italian with a name like Ponticelli. <laughs> You're not wrong. Um, so all of my grandparents ha- were immigrants to Cape Town, South Africa. And they all met there. And so came the family line. And then we moved to Winnipeg in 2000. And that was, that was it. I hardly want to finish my list. I'd rather just talk to you about your interesting <laughs> life. I'm not joking. Okay. But I'll say it again. She's working her ass off. I respect the hell out of it. And, uh, and before we let you go, I will okay. get you to preview this weekend series, yes. by the way. Yep. Okay. Um, the other NHL games, the Washington Capitals snapped a three-game losing streak by beating the Eastern Conference leading Carolina Hurricanes 4-0 Thursday night. Ovi scored his 763rd to move three back of Yager for third on the career list. In Philly, Ryan Hartman had two goals, and Jonas Brodeen and Matt Boldy scored 25 seconds apart in the third to lead Minnesota to a comeback win over the Flyers 5-4. In Sunrise, Florida, Patrick Hornquist and Ryan Lomberg, the Lamborghini, scored 12 seconds apart in the third period. Florida knocked off Ottawa 3-0 in a fight-filled game. I was talking to a hockey commissioner this morning of a league about how rough the games are getting. I don't know if you noticed. And he goes, hey, playoffs are around the corner. Got, they're getting ready. So it's darn exciting. Tampa, if Jenny Malkin had a goal and two assists, Tristan Jari made 20 saves in Pittsburgh, routed the Lightning 5-1. In New York, Nils Hoglander and rookie Vasily Podkulzin scored 45 seconds apart midway through the third. Thatcher Demko made 24 saves. Vancouver edged the Islanders 4-3. Just two more games to go. In Las Vegas, Craig Smith scored three times to lead Boston past Vegas 5-2. And in Glendale, Arizona, Nick Schmaltz scored early in the third. Carl Vizmelka stopped 42 shots in Arizona, upset NHL leading Colorado 2-1. You a Raptors fan, Danielle? Yes, you are? I do. I, I don't always get a chance to watch the games live, so I'm very big into the recaps and all Me too. That. Me yep. too. So I'm looking at this game last night with the Raps. Cade Cunningham, when I saw the story, he sounds like a junior hockey player from Vancouver to me. Cade Cunningham, <laughs> yeah. but he's not. He had 22 points and 12 rebounds, and the Detroit mm. Pistons held on to beat the Raptors 108-106 for their sixth straight victory over the Raptors. Pistons head coach Dwayne Casey earned another win against the team that fired him in May 2018. I don't think he's ever lost them since leaving, but that's okay because the Raps fired him and they went on to win championship. I'm going to get more into this with Mark Mueller when he joins us next, but NFL Combine in Indy. Every year, scouts, GMs, coaches, and football fans eagerly await a handful of the measurements that come out of the combine. The intrigue this year surrounds the size of the hands of Pittsburgh passer Kenny Pickett. He measured in at eight and a half inches, the smallest hands of any quarterback at the combine. So he's been doing hand exercises this week to widen the measurements. Not a joke. You're never going to make it longer. Like, I remember Fan 2s mm-hmm. had 12-inch hands. Man, you see those, Mark? <laughs> Gigantic. They work for him. Do you know your measurement? No. And I was, if we can find a tape measure, I would not I can't, be afraid. I can't picture what that even. <laughs> 8.5? Why? They go from the base to the top. Okay. That's okay, what they do. Okay. Fan 2s had the biggest hands that I've seen in the CFL. Mm. I'm trying to think of if any. There was a guy named Rudy who was a security guard at the Exhibition Stadium in Regina. Oh, yeah. His nickname was Hands, Rudy. Amazing. <laughs> That's cool. 
Rudy had he made Fantuz look like a an infant. And I remember one night, and Rudy went from the Exhibition Stadium to the Agrodome, and one night a pane of glass came out in the old Agrodome, which is now called the Brand Center. Mm-hmm. Rudy grabbed the pane of glass himself wow. and slid it in. <laughs> so Rudy hands, but he wasn't an athlete. Anyways, I want to ask Mark his thoughts because he's evaluated many combines mm-hmm. in the CFL in his day and all the other measurements that go along with it. Is this that big of a deal? Everybody's talking about it. Uh, CFLPA Solomon Elamimian was reelected as president of the Players Association on Thursday. Their meetings are in Las Vegas. On the board are Ryan King, Enoch Mwamba, Adam Big Hill, Peter Dykowski. Um, the USFL is in trouble. Uh, not big trouble, but they're being sued by the former USFL owners for trademark infringement. But apparently it's not going to stop them from playing. Uh, the Briar starts tonight, too, by the way. And I will identify myself as a Saskatchewan fan, obviously. We've got two teams in the Briar this year. Colton Flash is representing Saskatchewan, and Team Dunstone's there in a wild card. This is the year! Yeah. The drought goes back to 1980. I'm if just, it's not I'm just this year... I'm at all the, you know, just religious I'm a, gestures. I'm a believer. Go, yeah, you are. I, I am. Um, so, Daniela, I... I just want to say, give me a shout out where people can watch the game tonight and why they should watch the Huskies and the Dinos tonight. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm going to say listen to the game. <laughs> yeah. My call is on huskyfan.ca or the Husky Fan app. It's all free and it's, it's easy to navigate and, and listen and tune into that. Uh, and the reason why is we're facing top seed. It's actually Mount Royal University oh, based yes. out of Calgary. Sorry. And uh, no, that's all right. It's, you, we got two teams in Canada West base here, but. Uh, so it's against them, and it's going to be such a defensive game. We know that. The last two, the only two times we've met the team, they were one nothing losses for the Huskies, unfortunately, but it could have gone either way. You know, we had so many opportunities. They're very similar teams, so that's where you want to listen to. It's going to be fast. And that's the other thing. This game, it, it goes by so quick. The women's game, I find, it's is very good. really fast. Uh, you don't have as many breaks, and you're just you're in it from minute one. How is young Steve Lee playing? Is she playing? Oh, yeah, she's doing great. She's, my, she's one of my favorites because she's just that re- Regina. She's a real <laughs> powder keg. Yes, that's a great way to put it. She comes from great stuff. Yeah, I, I've said, I'm like, you know what? If I was a hockey player, I feel like I would be like Steve Lee, just this rough and tumble, like, I got this. But she has developed just incredibly over this season. One of uh, 13 rookies on the team because, of yeah. course, she had that COVID year. You now you got a huge rookie yeah. class coming in. Uh, and she just scored her first U, U Sports career goal in the – Game against Manitoba last Saturday, so that's great. I love it. Well, yeah. this won't surprise you. We were walking the concourse at the Merlis Belcher Arena, walking the concourse, and she was on the ice, and she's like, hey, Rob! <laughs> that doesn't surprise me That won't me at surprise all. you. Yeah. Daniela, thanks for all you do. Oh, Go Huskies. You. Appreciate it. All right. Mark Mueller joins us in next to Gray Eagle. This is Calgary's entertainment destination, and you are watching the program on Game Plus Television and YouTube Live. And if you missed the show, catch the podcast on Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify, or wherever you enjoy your favorite podcasts. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of The Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back, everybody. It is a football Friday, and I will invite, listen, tell all your CFL friends, shoot them a text, 
DM, whatever. Say we got two Stampeders coaches down here at the Gray Eagle. We're going to go into not just a Stamps chat, but a CFL-wide chat and all football league chat uh, in a moment with Mark Mueller and then an hour to Mark Killam, the special teams coordinator of the Stampeders. But I want to tell you, coming up in Calgary in March, in a couple weeks' time, it's the CEBL champions taking on the Americas live at Windsport Arena, the champion Edmonton Stingers playing in this event. It's the Basketball Champions League Americas, known as the BCLA. It's the best continental league in the Americas, and the Stingers will be in action for the uh, tournament representing our country. So you can get your tickets May 14th to the 16th right at cebl.ca, the league official website, cebl.ca. Buy your tickets there. Winsport is the uh, home of Hockey Canada where they play, and they're going to be turning it into a basketball gym. I can't wait. All right. Mark Mueller is here as I, I don't joke when I say a member of football's first family. You don't mind me saying that, do you, Mark? No. Why would you, right? Rich Sutter loves when I say hockey's first family. Same thing. How you doing? I'm doing great. I'm happy to be here. It's, uh, I think it's probably the fourth time I've been on the show here and then maybe the 100th with you in a, on a show. So it, we used to have a regular show. Yeah, what did great. we call that? The Mark Mueller show? the Mark Mueller show, yeah. And it was, uh, it was my, my first kind of deal after I was done playing with the Rams and I was working at Molson and, uh, yeah, it was, it's been lots of fun. It's always a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, listen, because I teased this, actually, before you do that, you love basketball too, right? You're, yeah. you're a sportsman. Yes. Could I convince you to come down and watch this? Yeah, I'd love to. Actually, I was talking with uh, Brendan Mahoney, a guy that is our uh, director of player personnel the other day about going down because we live up north there and it's not that far from Winsport. And I believe Mike Morielli's heavily involved. He's right? a commissioner. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he so, is uh, the commissioner. And he, I know him from when I was young because he played for my grandfather. And uh, I think it'd be great to go down. I'd love to. Okay, we'll see you there, Mark. Yeah. It's going to be fantastic. Now, obviously, we'll get to the CFL stuff. And yeah, the questions are coming in here already. So I'll get to those in a minute. Well, one, Jack Fulton watching Vulcan Alberta. Rod, please say hi to absolutely two great human beings, Mark Kellum and Mark Mueller. Love both Marks. Players, coaches, none better. Their players will run through brick walls for them. That's very Whoa. nice. Yeah, there you go. Right out of the gate. Yeah, that's very nice. I don't know how much you've been. Have you been following the uh, Kenny Pickett situation, uh, the yeah. combine? Yeah, just I read about it on the internet or on NFL Network. Right. Deal, so yeah. the deal is his hands measured 8.5 inches at the combine in Indianapolis. And shoot, I remember your combine when, as a player. Did they do hand size for that? They would have. And I, I want to say I looked it up a year or two ago, and I, I think it was around nine. But I don't even remember how they measured if it's from the bottom to the middle or if it's from pinky to... No, no, it's the, well, it probably both. But yeah. this 8.5 inches I you're talking it. about is... Now, I've said it enough, but I'll say it again for those that don't know. My father was a scout in the National Hockey League for 26 years with the Dallas Stars and before that the Minnesota North Stars and then in the Western Hockey League for 10 years with the Calgary Wranglers and the Regina Pats and the Prince Albert Raiders and Brandon Week. Of course you want the measurables and stuff. But if Kenny Pickett can lead you to a Super Bowl with 8.5-inch hands, would you care? No. I no. Joe Burrows were, was nine, apparently, and they made fun of Joe Burrow. Yeah. So do you feel like too much is being made of this, Mark? Or? I think it's one of those things that it might be a nice thing to put on a, a site or talk about because you need the hit or you need whatever it is. But I don't think it's a, you know, it's a big issue or anything like that. When you were talking about it earlier, I remember uh, when I was like 12, I came to Calgary for a game to watch the Ticats play. When you think of hand size, this is the first thing that comes to mind is uh, uh, George Reed lived here and I, we went out for supper. It was me, Larry, George, my dad, Larry, George Reed, and my grandpa, Ron. And uh, 
George goes, oh, you're playing football. Good for you, all this stuff. And he says, uh, what position are you playing? I go, actually, I'm uh, playing quarterback. Oh, come on. Your hands aren't big enough. And then, George reads yeah, it. And Lancaster puts his hands up. We had like very similar hands. And George makes a joke. Exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> so uh, that's what the story is. How did you never tell me that story before? Well, I don't think we ever talked about hand size. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah. Aaron Crawford's watching. You know him? Yes. I know you do. I'm Joe. He writes in and says, facts. What are we talking? Oh, facts that you guys are players, coaches, obviously. I, I, my guess is that all these Stampeder guys are watching, and I think that's fantastic. That's great. What do you got, Clark? Somebody's talking in my ear. Oh, you want me to turn up your microphone? Yeah, pull that in. Is Mark Miller's not loud enough? That's, I just, I'm shocked. Has never <laughs> said no one before, ever. Yeah. Speaking of that? Lancaster, how's the family? How's family's the family, great. Mark? Yeah, family's really good. Uh, they were here last weekend, and it's been... Uh, it's it's Sawyer's my daughter is three she's at the perfect age where uh, Grandma you know Biz or Grandma Lana and uh, and La Grandpa Larry are uh, just really fun like Larry's always fun but especially at the uh, you know he's maturity wise maybe a little closer to Sawyer than he is to to me or Lana so it's perfect it was it's the family's really good well it's quite funny because um, I, I'll get to your comments folks I'm gonna keep Mark for a couple more segments because I want to get my stuff out with Mark I haven't seen Mark as he said for a, for a long time. So I'm wondering with your mother, Lana, you know that we say behind you guys back, there's a lot more Lancaster and Mark than Mueller. Have you heard that before? That's kind I, of a shepherd. A compliment, I would think. Yes, <laughs> <That's>, yeah. <laughs> shepherd mainly says that. But with, when your mom, when you signed with the Stamps, and I remember the day, they called you. Remember that? Yeah. You probably don't want to get in, but they did. Yeah. And I said to Lana, how can you cheer for Calgary? How many years ago was it? 14. Yeah, it was March of 14. So middle of February 14, I got the call, and then I, I was in, right. announced the end, like a week later or three or four days later, and then Mar first Monday of March in 14 was my first day. Well, the thing is, Lana gets, his mother gets literally no credit. Larry gets a lot, Ron gets a lot, you get a lot, but Lana's just for, in the shadows, which I think she's okay with. Yeah, I think she likes that, yeah. Right, but I said, Lana, how do you just switch allegiances like that? And she goes, actually, Rod, it's, it's not that hard. And I, I never forgot that. Yeah. And now I understand what she's talking about as I sit here with a bold Levi Mitchell jersey over my shoulder. But anyways, beyond all that, and yes, I will get to your questions, folks. Um, the Stampeders. Huff was here, and I got a sense that it's like the Stamps went through a rebuild and nobody really knew. You know what I mean? Huff was like, this is the youngest roster you guys fielded last year in years, I guess. And he said, we didn't have a preseason to audition these guys. Training camp was a gong show, so he was actually pretty happy with the way the season went. Is that the feeling of last year for I, the Stamps? I think it was, uh, you know, you never go in with that feeling. I think, right. you know, you, you look at it, and when you look back at it, you know, you start 2-5 and five to the first uh, bye week, and then after the first bye week, we finish 6-1. and one. Uh, And then, you know, tough playoff loss in, in Regina there. But uh, I think there's a lot of th great things to build on at many positions, and I think, you know, our our business or our football ops side, you know, with, with Huff and, and, and Mahoney and, and Dave in there and did a really good job of re-signing our guys and we can have that continuity that was kind of missed uh, with the year off and all that things, you know, with all the new guys. So it's, uh, it's good to have guys that are back and you, can, and you can build. You know, you always start from the very bottom again at training camp, but it just goes faster now, you know, kind of thing with the teaching and the learning. So I think I'm, I'm very excited. I think we did a great job. Uh, all, you know, last year and then in the offseason so far, and I think I'm really looking forward to the second week of May when we can get back on the field. Wayne and Victoria's watching, and he says, I know it's probably a dumb question, but ask Mark if he's interested in being H. 
Well, I think every, every coach is, in, is interested in that, whether you're a position coach like myself now coaching quarterbacks, you would like to you know, work hard enough and do a good enough job in your current position to become a coordinator and then coordinator to head coach. I think that's, if any coach said that, they'd probably be lying if they weren't, you know, if that they weren't in, in, you know, interested in it. But uh, I just really enjoy Calgary. I enjoy the people I work with. I've had, a, you know, I've been here since 14, which is crazy. You know, that's a long time in any, you know, any business to be in one spot for as long as I've, especially professional sports. And I've had great people to learn from, whether it was Rich Stubler and John Huffnagel, my, my, you know, my first year. And then, uh, you know, I've had Dave. I shared an office with Dave for a year when he was still the offensive coordinator. And then I shared an office with Ryan Dinwood, who's now was the nominee for coach of the year. Uh, we have just great people to learn from. I share an office now with Pat Delmonico, who's our offensive coordinator and O-line coach. And it's, it's a lot of fun. You know, I think that's one of the things that, you can, that I enjoy about Calgary the most. It's a lot of hard work and a lot of hours, but the people you're doing with it doesn't make it seem like work. What's the music that's playing? Do you hear that? What did, where'd that come from? Okay. We're okay for a while. We'll, we'll get it shut. If anybody's watching in the back at Grieg, some music just popped up down the hallway here. I don't know why. Anyways, I, I will get to the hardcore football questions, but obviously I like the life questions. And Mark, you and I were pretty close when you were at Molson, obviously, right? And the funny thing was, I don't, you weren't thinking about a career coaching in the CFL at the time. You were coaching with the Rams. Yeah. And your name had come up, had it not to be the head coach of the Rams? And yeah, it was, similar after Frank was was What when Frank left, yeah. yeah. And uh, a friend of mine in the CFL, whom will remain nameless, when your name came up to be the next head coach of the Rams, uh, that guy said, Mark Mueller, selling beer two years ago. <laughs> Remember, you, yeah. you will never forget nope, that. No, and it's but, great. And he's my friend as well. You know, I'm have never, you ever brought I, that up no, to him? No, maybe I will eventually, though, but yeah. He's in the CFL now in a yeah. pretty big name. But my point is the Stamps called you, and away you went. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you, you weren't thinking about it, and you came to the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, and it was the best transition I could have asked yeah. for. Like, uh, I can still remember when I got the phone call. You know, I, kinda, I can still remember when uh, it was Huff that called, or actually Dave called first, right. and it was about to guest coach at, uh, at training camp, and I was like in swift current saskatchewan you know i was lucky i had cell phone reception on the old blackberry and then you know driving my you were doing flex. a beer call yeah, I was selling beer in southwest saskatchewan and uh got a call from dave asked me if i wanted to guest coach a training camp and i said yeah for sure he's like can you get it off work i'm like i'll figure that out later i'll say yes now right and then uh, about a week <laughs> later huff called and asked if i wanted to you know interview or if i was interested in, in being a defensive assistant linebacker coach and it was it's, in crazy, it's crazy, and people who aren't in sports or in football don't understand the urgency that some of these things happen in. Like, it's a uh, window. It's like, crazy, and yeah. if you say no, you have to say yes or no like in a matter of about eight minutes. Or, you know, because this all happened in two weeks. I went from selling beer at Molson to moving to Calgary three weeks later. So it's, uh, it was a great phone call. It happened really fast, and uh, I've, been, I've been here. They've been stuck with me ever since. Right, <laughs> yeah, and won some championships and all the rest. But that was the defensive side of the ball, and yeah. then please talk about how it's evolved since 2014. Yeah, so my, my first year I was the defensive assistant. You know, I ran some linebacker coach meetings, but really I was there to learn defenses, uh, look at uh, the offenses that we were about to play and break them down from an offensive standpoint for, for Rich Stubler, who I had known for a very long time, still, you know, very close friends with him through his connection with my grandpa. He coached with him in Edmonton, and uh, uh, that was great. I loved it. I, you know, I thought by halfway through the season, I actually understood what we were trying to do a little bit better, and it really helped me as well that I wasn't, uh, Stube was new that year as well. So it wasn't like I was joining a defense that had been there for three or four years. Like I was part of the learning process. Like I was needed to ask questions too. Whether as, you know, if, if I would have been in year five of the defense, the linebackers might not have had to ask questions. They might have still done it, 
but they probably, they would have known it much more than I did. Mm-hmm. So that helped my situation of learning how to, you know, a- answer questions or make sure that you're prepared to answer the questions. Because with certain vets that were very good players, if you don't answer the first question, you're probably not going to get the second question. So there's a lot of uh, work that goes into that. And I was, I, I was very fortunate to have two really good linebackers that played with uh, Juwan Simpson, who was a league all-star and our captain, and then Deron Mayo, who was a spectacular player and unfortunately got hurt, and now he's working with the Patriots. So uh, defense was great. And then after the season, uh, talked with Huff and Dave and, and Steuben and that, and they said, hey, we'd like to move you to offense where you're more comfortable and, and coach running backs. And then, again, I was you know, blessed with really good players you know, at the beginning there with, uh, with John Cornish and then Rob Cote. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And now quarterback. Yeah, now I'm coaching quarterbacks full-time. You know, uh, in what would have been 20, the season that never happened, I was going to be just quarterbacks. And then uh, last year I was quarterbacks and running backs, but a lot of my time was spent with really the quarterbacks and then the receivers and the running backs, you know, the odd time. They kind of split time between the, the uh, offense or the, the receivers quarterback meeting and the O-line meeting. So uh, this year I get to focus just quarterbacks, and uh, I got a great room, great guys. Again, you know, we got uh, Dave and Huff as well, which is, which is really, really nice to have. And, uh, there's not many questions that you can't ask those guys that they haven't already had a personal, as a player or a coach, personal uh, expertise or event that they've had there. So uh, I'm very thankful and lucky to be where I am. And it's gone very well. When we come back, we'll talk about the current CFL with Mark Mueller. And by the way, coming up in hour two, Stampeder Special Teams Coordinator Mark Killam will be with us right here at the Great Eagle and our NLL Lacrosse Insider, Stephen Stamp. So get your questions ready. I'll turn it over to the viewers when we come back. You're watching the RP Show, a football Friday on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. to youtube.com slash the rod peterson show now you gotta subscribe click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms now back to the studio with rod all right, welcome back, everybody. The studio is the Gray Eagle Resort and Casino. And uh, by the way, the Moose is watching on his way home. When I say home, he's heading back to the Queen City to broadcast the Pats and the Rebels on television tonight. Hey, Moose, what's the deal on those tickets? Air Supply, March 18th, Foreigner, March 20th. We're doing a text contest. Actually, I, we'll wrap it up next hour. That's what we'll do. Text contest to get entered to win tickets to those shows right here at Gray Eagle. By the way, Tough Tribe for Men has made the road trip to the Gray Eagle Resort and Casino. Tough Tribe for Men, hair products. They can t- hey, Mark Killen, we got to ask him about that. we got to get him some. That guy's got the best flow in the league. Contain aloe vera, botanicals, and antioxidants, traditionally known for their scalp and hair benefits. We love our men. Welcome to the Tough Tribe, available today at toughtribeformen.com. That's the number four, toughtribeformen.com. Also, Amazon Canada and coming to a salon near you. All right, Mark Mueller is with us. Calgary Stampeders quarterbacks coach, member of football's first family. And when you were talking about all the quarterbacks in the Stamps coaches room, I was thinking of Dinwiddie. And what did you think when they clinched first in the East under this rookie coach, Ryan Dinwiddie, last year at the Toronto Argonauts? Well, first, I was excited and happy for my friend. You know, I yeah. thought that was great for, for Ryan. And, uh, you know, he's a good coach. He's a good guy, a good leader. And, uh, 
I had four really fun years sharing an office with Ryan. It was great. We could talk about anything, and we weren't afraid that the other guy would just blow you off or say, oh, yeah, whatever. You know, that, that never happened. And Ryan was really good to me. He took me places. We went to Washington together, like University of Washington. And uh, I was really happy for him, and I wasn't surprised. I knew that no. they, had a, they had a good staff with good people, and then they brought in good players. And he was, uh, you know, he's doing well, and I think they'll have another successful year. They got Corey Mace there now, another guy from our staff, who's another good person, another good coach. And uh, I think they'll have, they'll, you know, other than the two games against us, I'll cheer for of the course. other 16. Of course. And uh, I know those games were very spicy because that's become Calgary East. Believe me. There's I, a I, lot I, of guys. Yeah, exactly. And it imitations the finest form of flattery as they say but the thing with Dinwiddie when people were criticizing him what is he 39 when he got that job I don't know yeah yeah it could be 45 I don't know yeah what I'm just saying if if you think for a second he's not ready or he won't be successful then you don't know Ryan Dinwiddie at all so I was just happy to be honest when they clinched first place because I said that he would and the other thing with dinner is there's a story that never really got reported Mike Davis was their D-line coach very close friend of mine and just before training camp, you probably know the story, but he got hired as the Las Vegas Nighthawks Arena League coach and GM just before camp. And Mike resigned from the Argos, and Dinwiddie's like, go with our blessing. Good luck. This is a great opportunity for you. As you know, you can move in D-line, any position coach pretty quickly. But most guys wouldn't do that. A lot of guys wouldn't do that. Yeah, That's just a classy places, way yeah. to do business. Yeah, I think you so. Know? And I think he wants you know, a family-type aspect, and you want to treat everybody that's the best for their family as well. And I think that uh, Ryan is, you know, that's what he wants to do. And I know, I know the Ryan that I hung out with for four years was lots of fun in that family type aspect as well. So that's no surprise that a story like that would, would happen. He's got fire. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, he's a fiery guy. But uh, I think most, most uh, of us are. You know, I think a lot of us in, you know, in Calgary are guys that, you know, you put a lot of work in. And it's a, that's the, the best part is that four hours of the game day, right? That's what you do all your work for, for 18 shots at it. So there's a, there's an urgency for it, and it's high emotion, high stakes. You've got to have, find that good balance of not boiling over and not being yeah. you know, too calm. Well, Mark, you've been here, as you say, since 2014. Uh, what's that, two rings, two championships? Yeah, 14 and 18. Yeah. yeah. You know, with Calgary, I went to college here and the whole thing. I know the city well enough. Came here on road trips with the Rough Riders. But I didn't understand how deep and wide the Stamps fan base is. It's big, and they care, right? And when, here's the one thing I didn't understand, though. When you guys signed Tommy Stevens, have you followed any of the tempest in the teapot that was the controversy over this? They're like, we already have two great quarterbacks in Bo Levi and Jake Mayer. What do we need this guy for? Oh, no, I haven't. No, I think the more good players you have, the better. Right. That's have. what I was thinking. Yeah. But how has life changed in the CFL for quarterbacks? Because you went from three dressed on a game day to two. It's two, yeah. I think you have the option to, to dress a third, but it, it counts. It comes off as another player. How'd that affect your life? Uh, it's not, you know, sometimes it's more peace of mind, you know, uh, of having three guys. Uh, for us, you know, we kept, you know, we had three last year. You know, I don't, I don't really know any different, Rod, unfortunately. You know, I only coached the one-year quarterback, so for me, it's, it's the same. Uh, you, you, you treat everyone that's at a quarterback, whether we have four or five or whatever, you try to get all of them ready to play. And I think that as a quarterback, whether you're the fourth or the third or the second, you need to always prepare that you're going to play as well, because if you don't and your number gets called, it's too late to catch up. There's no time. So I think from, from my standpoint, I don't, unfortunately don't really know much different, but uh, I think no matter how many quarterbacks you have or how many running backs or receivers, you got to make sure they're all ready to play because in the CFL, the roster can change on day three just like that. You know, you have smaller rosters, you got the ratio, you got all this kind of thing, stuff that can change the influxity of the roster 
and it might not even be at your position. So I think as another a guy who coached other positions, you have to make sure that everybody's ready because something else could happen on the other side of the ball during defensive team period, mm-hmm. and it changes your side of the ball. So you carry how many throughout the week? Uh, we had three last year. Right, but you dressed two. Yes. So when Jake Mayer made his debut, he ha- I-, I was led to believe he hadn't dressed yet. He hadn't been on a CFL field. Was that true? That's correct. Yeah, he didn't dress the first two games yet. So you're a quarterback. How would that have affected you? Obviously, it didn't affect him because he threw those two first-half picks, and then he went on to 300-yard-plus game, and he's obviously a pretty mentally tough guy. Yeah. But that wouldn't have been an easy situation, I would No, I don't think so, especially without the preseason. Like, you know, you don't, wouldn't worry about as much with the preseason, so normal years like this year coming up, it wouldn't be – at least he's put the uniform on kind of thing. But, you know, uh, we were comfortable with whoever was playing back there, and Jake fortunately went in, and whatever jitters he might have had, like you said, the, you know, the two unfortunate interceptions early, but shook it off, and, yeah. you know, he played tough and hard, and uh, he, he played well. These guys ever ask about your playing career? No, thankfully, and I don't want to talk about it very often. They literally don't. You were a player, but now you're a coach. You, um, you get how they, they, they literally, they don't ask, right? They just, oh, he's the coach, and I do what they. Yeah, my job is yeah. to make them better and, and, and uh, help them with questions and, and their understanding of the offense. It doesn't matter if you played or didn't play or played. You know, it never. doesn't. I'm as just asking if, the guy if they yeah. knew. That's all I'm asking. No, because... no, no. Unfortunately, one year we got to the U of R, and they hadn't changed the bus from 2012. Unfortunately, my picture was on the side of it. And uh, that was a big joke for a while. Corey Mace took a photo. But other than that, that's, uh, that's the only time it's came up in eight, eight or nine years. Well, last question. Well, before I let you go, last question. So they're not aware of the preseason game that you played. I called it at Taylor Field. Who was it that came after your head? Was it Odell Willis? Oh, I don't know. Did... I got sacked on the, my first snap, though, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whatever you want to call it yeah. it was odell was it not i don't think it was odell but it was uh a, was it freeman someone like that it was a pretty good rider that ended up making the team it was, was a big name well yeah. to sack you he must have been good yeah. and fast very very athletic for yeah. sure yes to, to track me down in the pocket okay yeah. does does video of this exist or i think it probably does if if it doesn't my mom would have a dvd that might be the one still the Video archive that would have it, yeah. Yeah, well, I remember it very well. I'll try and dig it up. Anything else, Mark, before I let you go? No, just thanks for having me on. It's, it's great to be back, I guess. Yeah. And it's great to see you. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, it's been a fun chat. Hopefully we can do it more. Appreciate Absolutely. you coming down. Mark Mueller of the Calgary Stampeders from family, Football's First Family. We'll be right back with a viewer takeover and a sports update. Mark Killam coming up in Hour 2. And also our NLL lacrosse insider, Stephen Stamp, to preview the weekend games in the National Lacrosse League. You're watching the RP Show live from Grey Eagle Resort and Casino on Game Plus Television, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. All right, welcome back, everybody, to uh, Gray Eagle Resort and uh, Casino. I haven't really kept an eye on the chat. We'll do that in the break, and, yeah, next hour, when we bring in Mark Killam, we'll get to some of your questions, too, regarding CFL-related topics, and we... Welcome the CFL players that are watching right now, too. And we thank you for your input. Clark is going to text me a poll question. We never got a poll question up yet for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. The scouts are texting me, by the way. 
Rick, yeah, that's one we never – well, I guess we did get into it with Mark Mueller. We will with Mark Killam, too, when he joins us next hour, about the Kenny Pickett hand size thing. A scout – I won't say with what teams. NHL, though, has texted me, and he says, love hand measurements. I guess. I, like, I get it, but I'm saying you're not going to draft a guy because his hands are too small. Like, I, I don't know. It's become a very big topic here with Kenny Pickett at the uh, NFL Combine. And again, I get it. I meant to say this earlier with my dad and his scouting and what the NHL teams did. They were looking at the size of the parents, the hair on the knuckles, right? The measurables. But Doug Flutie would have never, if it was just based on combine, the guy would have never had a chance. You know what I mean? There's more to it than that. And that's why I get the analytics thing. I like it as a tool, but I don't think you should pick your team based on the analytics. I don't think you should... Coach your team based on that. Jeff Caldwell is watching in Oregon on Game Plus Television. He says, keep bringing Daniela back often until she gets her own show. Yeah, she was very popular. Daniela Ponticelli opened the show with us, and she will be calling the Huskies and the Cougars tonight. Mm, Chris in Surrey, B.C. is watching on Game Plus Television. Chris in Surrey, he says, does Mark Mueller... Have enough royalty to get Bo Levi on your show. I don't know. Do you, Mark? He's laughing. It's going to happen. I'm telling you, it's going to happen. Sports update. There are seven games around the NHL tonight, but only one featuring a Canadian team. The Winnipeg Jets host the Dallas Stars. Winnipeg has won two straight games, but lost in Dallas 3-2 in overtime on February the 23rd. It's part of a... Seven-game NHL slate tonight, and that is by far our betregal.ca game of the night, maybe even the weekend, the Winnipeg Jets and the Dallas Stars tonight, because every game now is a playoff game for the Winnipeg Jets. And their general manager saying yesterday, Kevin Chevaldayoff, that he thinks they're good enough. I like our group. Agree to disagree. But I've been wrong before, but they better get it going. They're not even in a playoff spot. It starts tonight. Dwayne Casey seemingly has the Toronto Raptors number. Rookie Cade Cunningham had 22 points and 12 rebounds in the Detroit Pistons' sixth consecutive win over the Raps, 108-106. Dwayne Casey now 9-3 since being against the Raptors since being fired by the Raptors. Spicy P provided a game-high 28 points in Toronto's third loss in five games. Uh, the Raps host the last-place Orlando Magic tonight. The 2022 Winter Paralympics are set to open in Beijing with the Russian athletes sent home and the Ukrainian team escaping a war zone just to get to the Games. The head of the Ukrainian delegation says it's a miracle that we have made it to the Paralympics. Russia's invasion of Ukraine shortly after the Winter Olympics wrapped up in Beijing is, of course, roiling the world. And Rory McIlroy has a two-shot lead heading into today's second round at the Arnold Palmer Invitational. He starts at 7 under 65. Nick Taylor of Abbotsford, B.C. and Adam Svensson of Surrey, B.C. are the low Canadians tied for 21st at 2 under. This sports update for Ballers Rec Room. Check out our brand new line of games for the Tap Brew House and Drive Through Liquor Store. And for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. I should mention, yeah, we only got 15 seconds left. We'll talk about tonight's games a little later on in the program, but stick around. More CFL chat with Mark Kellum of the Calgary Stampeders coming up after this break on Game Plus TV. 
Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.